in today's show, I'm going through my NBA awards for the season so far. MVP, Rookie of the Year, All-NBA, even my All-Star teams. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This is the first time I've really ever done this. Normally, I do like one all-star show, but I thought I'd do it month by month this year, uh, all NBAs and all rookies, just to see where I'm sort of sitting with how I view these things, not on what I think is going to happen at the end of the year, but what I, what has happened so far. So you know, if you've missed half of the game so far, then you're not really in consideration for this, even though you might be expected to do more as the season goes on. This is just basically from the start of the year to the end of, or start, start of the season to the end of November, who are my NBA award winners? That's what we're doing. So let's go straight on to the NBA MVP. Steph Curry. Uh, that, that's who I have as my MVP. It was close between him and Jokic. I don't really think anyone was the close to those guys. If I had to have a third bloke in there, it probably would be Giannis and then Kevin Durant. That'd probably be my top four. But I'm going to put Curry over Jokic. He's played five more games in that time frame. I think that's important. He averaged 28 points. He took the Golden State Warriors to the best record in the NBA during that time frame as well, or equal best along with Phoenix. Um, just you know, 28, 28 points per game, five and a half threes, carrying this team who doesn't have Clay Thompson back, obviously, and was awesome. You know, took this team, you know, what he did last year, second half of the year, he's carried it over uh, into the month of November. I don't think I need to explain too much. Curry's at one, and Jokic is at two. Jokic has missed that time with the suspension and the wrist injury. He's averaging 26 and 14, six and a half assists, which is down, but highly efficient, carrying this team. They're a disaster when he's not there. They're not obviously playing as well as what the Warriors are because they're dealing with significant injuries to Porter and to Murray. And now a bunch of their guards are out. They've had so many things go wrong, but Jokic has been great. So they are my top two for NBA MVP so far this season. That takes us now to the Rookie of the Year. I've got Evan Mobley as my Rookie of the Year. It is sort of close between him and Scotty Barnes. Mobley played 17 games, averaged 14 and a half and eight, almost two blocks. But I would say that he has been... Look, I think he's been the best rookie, the most impactful rookie. He is coming out as a, as a big man and as a defender, having an impact and honestly just transforming this Cavs team. I know that Jared Allen's improved. I know Darius Garland's are good. But the reason they are as good as they are, I think, is Mobley. Like, that is how good he has been. He's carrying his... Not many rookies impact winning, like, even marginally. Whereas I think he's doing it in a gigantic, gigantic way. Um, been super impressed with what Mobley's been producing. Uh, look, EPM loves him, plus 2.5. That's 90th percentile. That is almost unheard of for a rookie. Barnes is actually a negative on EPM. Not to say that that's the number one thing that differentiates the two, but 
it's got to be it's got to be a part of it. Like just how impactful Evan Mobley has been this season. Uh, to me, like he was at the start of the year in my like season long best bets. He was twelve bucks for rookie of the year. And he was the guy that I liked. I actually I actually should have bet it. I don't know why I didn't. I ended up getting on him at four dollars for rookie of the year, and I think that's going to end up paying out pretty nicely. I think he looks unbelievable. Yeah, if you did a redraft now, he would definitely go at two. He might go at one. I'd still would take Cade personally, but Mobley's been amazing, and I think he deserves Rookie of the Year. Well, Scotty Barnes, yeah, you know, I, I was pretty critical of the Raptors taking him at four. I think I had him at eight in my draft. That's wrong. I would have him up at four probably at this point, maybe even three. I would consider. Um, he still has a lot of deficiencies with his with his shooting and the passing quite hasn't quite been as good as what it may have been advertised to be, but he's still been unbelievably impressive. His enthusiasm is infectious. Uh, he's great. I, I, I do actually love watching him play. And yeah, he is number two for me uh, on Rookie of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year was a tough one for me. Look, default, I'm just going to go with the bloke who's been the best defender for the last three years, and that is Gobert. I would say there have been times this year where Gobert has maybe dropped a little bit, but you know, the advanced metrics wouldn't agree with me. Like, he's a plus 3.5, 99th percentile on EPM. That's a great number. He's still blocking a ton of shots. He's still, uh, in this team that's not blessed with awesome defenders, like, he's still doing a great job grabbing rebounds, blocking shots. Uh, I think he's been great this year, Rudy Gobert. And... I'm not sure how I feel about this one. I could have had Draymond Green in this mix. I could have had Mikhail Bridges. They were right there. Um, Giannis could be in this mix as well. But I'm going to go with a guy, the old rabbit hunter himself. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. And the reason I've got Alex Caruso as a number two for defensive player of the year, I don't think he'll end up winning it. And nobody's really going to agree with this. But I looked at this Bulls team in free agency and I went, I don't think they're going to be good. DeRozan's a de- terrible defender. Levine's a bad defender. Vooch is a bad defender. Then they lost their only good, only well, only solid, well, that's not true. Lonzo's a pretty good defender. They lost Patrick Williams. But Caruso stepped up into a gigantic role. His advanced metrics are loving him. They He looks amazing in the advanced metrics. But just watching him play as well, generating steals, playing passing lanes, just telling everyone where to be. And when he's on the on the court, good things always happen. And that's almost, ex- not exclusively, but a large part of it is brought from the defensive end of things. So I'm going to reward him for being unbelievable to start this season, for making the Bulls a great defensive team. It is in large part him that makes them a great defensive team. Everyone else is doing their bits, but he is elevating everybody on that team. So I have got him at Alex Caruso, that is the, the rabbit hunter himself, at number two in my defensive player of the year. And I never thought that I would uh, that I'd be saying that. But I knew that I'd be telling you about this lady. She found out that her ex was still using her Netflix. What a disaster. So she downloaded, when she downloaded Truebill, that's what she found out. So she was able to download it, find that subscription, cancel it in just one tap. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. She played it. Maybe that's Defensive Player of the Year, cutting off your ex's Netflix. Maybe I'll put you in the in the vote, uh, mystery lady. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make it subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill just slides right in there like they're taking a charge and they make it incredibly easy. Just one tap and you're done. And you use your Truebill concierge and they are there to, when you need them to cancel those unwanted subscriptions. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Sixth man of the year. I think there's probably three major candidates for this award. I am going to be giving it to Tyler Hero as the winner at this point in the season. Everyone has a hero. True. 
he's been absolutely fantastic. Sky high usage, 34 minutes a night coming off the bench, uh, 56 true shooting. I worry that there is some regression coming because he's hitting his mid-ranges at like 47%. Sorry, he's, he's taking um, 47% of his shots in the mid-range, which I think worries me um, a little bit as to whether that's going to be able to continue or not. But at the moment, it is continuing. He's putting up great numbers. He's efficient. He's handling the ball. He's running things that way quite well. Um, it's been It's been really good from Tyler Hero. So he's number one. Number two, I had Jalen Brunson, the burner in Dallas. Again, playing 30 minutes a night off the bench. It was like a bee's dick in it between him and Montrez Harrell. Over the last week or so, Harrell's numbers did dip somewhat, and that probably just swayed me somewhat to put Brunson into this spot. But I could easily see the argument to go with Harrell here. I just like what Brunson's been able to do, mesh with the starters, run the bench unit, control the ball, be at least another ball handler alongside Luca. be really, really positive in his scoring output. I think defensively, he works really hard and it provides value there. Uh, as, as a smallish guard, the shooting has been really good for him. Yeah, I've been really impressed with what he's been able to do. True shooting of 58%. He's getting to the rim at a really high level as well, which is obviously um, obviously impressive to be able to get to that level. I've just been super impressed with what Brunson has been able to do this season. And hopefully, hopefully he's able to continue that. We'll, I guess we will see and, uh, and, and see, where it, uh, see where it ends up, whether he is able to keep... Keep us um, keep rolling at that um, at that rate, but yeah, there is there is some worry that maybe that rim finishing at sixty five drops off. Although he was at sixty six percent at the rim last season, the most improved player. This was tough. It's always tough to work this out, but and he has dipped a little bit. But I think the fact that Miles Bridges and we are all just universally holding him to a higher standard means he's improved that much. Is that he comes in if he doesn't average twenty points on fifty eight true shooting, we go, well, okay, what's wrong with Miles Bridges? Because he just came in and blew up and became, honestly, their almost number one go-to scorer. I think they should give him the ball more than they give it to Terry Rogier. His efficiency has been generally pretty good. It is only at 56 true shooting. It has dropped a little bit. Um, he's finishing at the rim and his mid-range shooting and three-point shooting, which are all well up last year, have dropped. So there is some scope for that to improve. His assist rate has improved. He's still really, really impressive defensively, both ends. I just think he's taken gigantic steps forward, playing big minutes and being a key part to this very good Hornets team. Number two is Jar Morant. I could see arguments for Jar being at number one. I probably dinged him a little bit just for the injury, um, which is maybe that's unfair. I still would have had Bridges over him because I just think Bridges was coming from a distance back compared to where Jar is. But Jar's taken his usage up. Defensively, he still has some real issues, Morant. Um, but offensively, he's taken it up. His efficiency has gone up. His shooting numbers have gone up. Um, his free throws, his passing, everything's been great for Jar. So he sits there at number two on my most improved player list. All NBA teams. This was tough, especially getting to the third team. I think the first team is pretty easy. First team, all NBA, Steph Curry. I put Trey Young as the second guard. Could have been um, a number of other guys there, but I just think Trey has been, I guess, underratedly awesome this year. I've been very impressed with Trey Young uh, throughout the course of this season, and he just seems to be getting it done most nights. Like, he is... Got a gigantic plus 6.5 EPM. He's 97th percentile overall uh, uh, offensive EPM. He's got a usage sky high at 59 true shooting. He's hitting his threes at a career high rate. His passing assist percentage is through the roof. He's the 10th ranked player in EPM this season. I think he deserves this award for November. 
The forwards, no one's arguing. It's Kevin Durant and Giannis and Tadokumpo, and the centers, Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. There's really no reason for me to go too in-depth into those guys. We all agree with that. The second team is, is interesting. The third team is way more interesting. Um, at the guard spot, James Harden and Chris Paul. You can James Harden struggled. He's still been awesome. Like I know he had that early struggle, and I think that does bury into our brain a little bit. He's got a 61 true shooting on 21 usage. He's hitting his three still at 36%. He's yeah, doing it with that drop-off in free-throw rate. He's assisted through the roof. He's carrying this team to be the best team in the in the East. He's offensively, the metrics actually are supporting him as being not terrible. I think he's got to be here. And I debated whether it was going to be Chris Paul or Devin Booker in this spot. I just think Chris Paul's contribution on both ends of the court, it's sky high. He's ninth in EPM overall for this season. Um, he's adding a lot of wins. He's shooting numbers. And he's found a way to up his free throw rate in, a, in an era where free throw rate is down. His defensive stuff, he steals. His assists are way up. I just think he's really controlling the tempo for this team that hasn't lost, honestly, in a month. At the forward spots, Jim Butler and DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan's season cannot be unrewarded. He, You know that I've been critical of what he provides, but he's been great. He's been awesome. Defensively, he hasn't been terrible. Offensively, he has been unbelievable. I didn't expect him to come in and be the number one usage guy on this team, and he has. His true shooting's through the roof. He's getting to the line. He's hitting those free throws. He's hitting his mids. He's actually hitting 33% of his threes as well. He's been great. And Butler just carrying this Miami team, just doing what he needs to do. Injuries have been a little bit of a concern for Jim, but I'm putting him there. And he was probably borderline to me alongside Paul George, but... I'm going to give that that nod to Butler. And then center, Rudy Gobert. Had him defensive player of the year. Well, I don't know what more you could ask him to do. To me, he's the second team center here. Third team is where things get a little bit whack for me. I was going to include Ja Morant on the guard line, but I went with Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker. Now, I think they're all so, so close that you know, if you wanted to debate either one, I, I don't think there's a problem with that. But I went with Mitchell and Booker, just, again, rewarding how good they have been in making their teams as good as they are, while Memphis has had significant struggles, even though Jar has improved a lot. At the forward spot, Paul George was a guarantee. And then the other spot, I, I debated. I was almost going to have Miles Bridges in this spot. I was considering John Collins, because he has had a really underrated season as well. But in the end... Maybe I was being a little bit unfair and not including Anthony Davis. Now, LeBron is not on this list. He's missed too many games. Joel Embiid is not on these lists. He's missed too many games to be included here. Anthony Davis, despite what we consider struggles from the Lakers, he's still been pretty good. Now, he's only 38th actually in EPM, but I think defensively he's been good. Some of his shooting numbers have been pretty bad, but he is improving. Um, I, I just, it was hard for me to find another forward that I thought guaranteed to deserve that spot. If there's someone that I'm missing, please let me know. And then at center, I did go with Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, Embiid hasn't been at, at his best, and he's been limited in minutes. So I think Towns have been great. The Wolves have been exceeding expectations. Towns has been okay defensively. He's been awesome offensively. I've loved what he's provided for this team. His EPM is through the roof. He's 11th in that metric. He's got a great high true shooting. He's hitting 44% of his threes. He has just been absolutely sensational. So he is my third team All-NBA center. And because he's been so good, I'm going to reward him with Built Bars. It is a great idea for the holiday season coming up. Get yourself these delicious, delicious treats that are also healthy, that are also protein bars. You get the best of both worlds with Built. You get delicious taste and you get healthy. How often can you put those two things together? Never. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel that you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all of the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you something extra to keep you going. 
because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People can get so passionate about their favorite flavor, allegedly, that they'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. And if you're going to fight about anything, make sure it's about um, something that's worth fighting for, you know, like whether whether Jar Morant should be on the All-NBA team. That's what you should be fighting over, not flavors of Built Bar. So go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Use that code. Get yourself 15% off the best tasting protein bars ever. Make your Christmas a happy one. Stuff your sack full of, bar, full of bars with Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use the code LOCKED15. All right, let's go to all-rookie team. First team, Evan Mobley, Scott Barnes. All right, there, there, no worries. Joshy Giddy, Cade Cunningham, and Franz Wagner. Cunningham, probably the guy that I was least confident about putting onto this all-rookie team. But I think he's shown me enough where I go, There's enough, look, the shooting has been bad at times, but he's doing so much else. His ability to control the game, the passing, I think he's defended at a really high level. Not that I, Am I justifying Cunningham being on there? A little bit, because I know people will say that he's been bad or he's been a bust or whatever, but I think he's clearly been in the top five rookies this season. There is maybe one guy on the second team that you could make an argument to be ahead of him, but I think if they're that close to me, I'll just take the guy that I think is going to develop into a star. And that guy on the second team, I think you could have an argument for for first-team all-rookie was Chris Duarte. He has dropped off over the last two weeks after that really hot start. And I think people look at that really hot start and keep that in their mind quite a bit. And I don't think that's really fair to what his production actually has been. So he is on the second team, along with Herbalife Jones, who's been an impactful rookie defender. Not many of those. There's not many at all. He's one of them. Um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, again, a second-round pick, but he's been an impactful player. And if you're starting on a team, I know they're shithouse, but you're starting and you're actually producing okay minutes, you're in that mix. I am putting the Delicate Dancer on there. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. I know the minutes have been limited coming off the bench, but I just think every time he's on the court, he's he been impactful. I think he's been better than his fellow rookie on his team, Jalen Green. And you'll notice Green's name is absent from this list. So Shingun is on there. And then lastly, I did put Jalen Suggs. Now that was a tough one for me. He hasn't been great, Suggs. I think he's been better than Jalen Green. I think he's shown really, really good stuff defensively, and I've got to reward part of that. And the shooting's not great. I think it is going to start to come around. Look, he's hitting 22% from mid-range. Like that, that number's going to improve, 25% from three. That is going to improve. But he is um, sitting there uh, at the last position on the second team or rookie. Now, Eastern All-Stars. I'm looking at this team now before I reveal it to you, and I'm going, I probably should have had a bloke on here, which I'll talk about in a sec. But let's have a look. This is not me trying to predict how voters will vote. This is me just playing, here are the starters, here are the bench guys. Trey Young and James Harden in the backcourt, in the front court. Giannis, Durant, and Butler. Butler, you don't have to have a center. It's just three forwards, and I think they're the three forwards that you'll have. Hard to argue that, I would think. I'm sure someone will find a way to argue it. On the bench, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, I think you've got to lock those guys in as, as a bench player. You could even argue that, uh, I probably couldn't argue that DeRozan gets a starting spot. And DeRozan Levine, Joel Embiid coming in there as another front court bench player. I know he's missed some time, but I am going to give him an all-star nod here. I think Fred Van Vliet absolutely deserves an all-star spot. I think he's been fantastic this season. I think LaMelo Ball is a guaranteed lock for the all-star team. He's on my team. The last two spots were tough. And I could have had, say, a Darius Garland on this list. Just the way that he's led the Cavs has been amazing. I was considering Miles Bridges on this list. 
He's been fantastic. In the end, I did go with Malcolm Brogdon. I know I've had some concerns with Brogdon in the minutes and how much that's going to be able to stick, but he's 35th in EPM this year. He's got a three in an offensive EPM. He's carrying a large offensive usage load and doing it at well above offensive or average efficiency of 58 true shooting. I think he deserves at least on that spot. And I think with what John Collins has been doing, he deserves on that spot as well. Again, it could have been Mobley. Could have been Garland. I think those guys could have been Bridges. They were all guys that I considered there, but Collins has been great defensively. He's efficient offensively. 40% three-point shooter again. He's playing a huge role, playing a lot of backup center, doing it in a low-usage role. He's been great. I think he's been very impressive, but they're probably two that I'm a little bit doubtful of, and I could understand debates about other guys getting into that position. And then for the Western Conference All-Stars, I am going with starters of Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Paul George, Nikola Jokic, and Rudy Gobert. Yes, two centers, but they're all frontcourt players, and I think they deserve it. Argue with that if you want. The bench, Carl Anthony Towns. I am putting Anthony Davis and LeBron James in there. I am aware that James has missed time, but I think in the games that he's played, he's been good enough. So I'm not really weighing as much games played in the All-Star, so he's there. Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Ja Morant, and Luka Doncic. Doncic has not been as good in previous years as he has in previous years. I don't think anyone would argue that. I think he deserves an all-star spot. You'll notice that Damian Lillard is not on this list. He obviously hasn't been good. You'll notice that Jason Tatum was not on the Eastern Conference list. I think he's struggled a lot this year. Um, but I could, you can make an argument that he goes in over Brogdon or over Collins. Pretty simple. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I sit. So tell me, what do you think that I got right? Another guy that I considered in the East, Cole Anthony, absolutely had to be in consideration for me. Jonas Valanciunas in the West was under consideration for one of those spots also. Um just looking at some other names. Beal didn't. I didn't really consider him. Sabonis didn't really consider him. Um, my, uh, no, I was going to say Rashawn Holmes, but probably not. Harrison Barnes would have been, but he cooled off over the last two weeks. No, I don't really see too many. Jarrett Allen maybe in the East. Tyler Hero had maybe a slight chance. Tyrese Maxey, he's been playing great. Does he deserve it? CJ McCollum? Probably not. Anyway, that's my list. Let me know down in the comments below what you think, whether you agree or disagree with those selections, what you would have done different. It's great. Want to hear from you. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.